I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. London has become the sporting arena of the world. And in recognition of that fact, the next two podcasts will focus on Jamaica's sporting success. Today's show, however, features the story of Steely and Cleavy and the rise of modern dance hall. Interviewing Cleavy was an honour and a total pleasure. I hope you enjoy this show. This is the story of how one small island conquered the world. Jamaican Patwa. And a fair start, a Safa Pound. Usain Bolt is also out well. Here they come down the track. Usain Bolt! It's a story of music, sport and style. How its rhythms, athletes and language went global. Pull up, pull up! This is how Jamaica conquered the world. My name is Cleveland Brownie. I'm better known as Cleveland, one half of the musical and production duo, Keely and Cleveland. My name is King Jamil, Lloyd James, a.k.a. King Jamil. I am a studio owner, a record producer, a sound system owner. My name is Wayne Marshall. I'm a musicologist from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Keely was like a brother to me. We started out playing on our first recording as musicians together in 1973. Well, the first record that impacted and inspired my move towards um, seeking to go electronic was Bob Marley's Soja Set. Bob Marley's Soja Set, um, they utilized a rhythm box at the time, which was more like pre-programmed beat. Well, I wasn't quite sure what it was, and I started seeking to find out what this was. And um, at the time, there were developments towards programmable drum machines. Willie Stewart from the Third World Band went on tour. I was a young musician then, I didn't I hadn't started touring as yet. He went on tour and bought an Oberheim BX drum machine, which he eventually sold to me when he bought the upgraded DMX drum machine. And it was that drum machine that became the sound of the 80s. Keely, who became uh, my lifelong partner in music, um, found his way to our house. <laughs> and um, I found that Keely and I had similar taste, similar vision, in that uh, we saw where the music was going into a computer um, era, a program music era. When everyone else was saying, no man, reggae music, you can't use those stuff to play reggae music. We believe that that is the direction it was going. King Jammer's recording studio is situated in Waterhouse, Simpson 11. It's the area that, I have to call it my musical roots. That's where I lived since I came to Kingston. King Jammer's studio was one of the main studios in Waterhouse. The future direction of reggae music, as we approached it when you are living real time, you never can tell what is going to happen. As there was rejection 
by Imam artists we were working with. Steal the toured with Gregory Isaac, so the Roots Radix band. And I was a member of two bands, the In Crowd, and I toured with Freddie McGregor. And there was rejection, thinking that, oh, this can't work, why are you bothering with that? But Steely and I had to make a bold step, and we both decided to pursue our goals. We would leave the bands we were touring with. And later on, we were surprised to see the very artists and musicians who rejected us, coming back to us to work along with us on songs. But in 1985, with the introduction of the slang tang rhythm, you know, notoriously composed on a little Casio keyboard, that was really seen as a big turning point for, for reggae, really ushering in what people call the digital or the computer era. Wayne Smith and all this and myself, we just came up on a rhythm that all of us start to add instruments to the beat and we adjust the tempo down to a dancehall tempo like, and um, we heard this wonderful sound coming, so we said, oh, Let's record this rhythm. So we went into the studio and recorded this rhythm and Wayne Smith wrote a song for it. Same time, um, under my slang thing. So we just named the rhythm, slang thing rhythm. And that was really the change that the music wanted because when slang thing rhythm came along, it took the world by storm. Center was created on a small Casio, and then the drum and bass was created on a Casio, and the rhythm section we used another a, a keyboard to overdub the rhythm section, and with the percussion from other instruments. In that era, everybody wanted to get that sound, you know? Like all the big acoustic studios were not getting enough jobs in those times, you know? Because of the invention of, of that rhythm. So everybody wanted to use just small, instruments and one or two people to build their rhythm. Sling Thing was a song that launched that era, but Steele and Cleave, we were making dub plates at Black Star Studio, utilizing the same kind of technologies, actually programmable technology. the number one studio candidate because we recorded the most hits. We had the most artists. In Jamaica, they used to have a top 100 chart. We had from number one to number seven and further down the chart. Most of the hit songs from King Jamming Studio, um, Redman International Productions, um, uh, Winston Riley's Techniques label, um, Pick Out, you know, Donovan Jermaine, um, Gussie Clark, a lot of the producers I worked with at the time who utilized that sound.
became clear to us that there was no turning back and that this new technology would work. When we found in the 80s, um, teaming up with Jamis at King Jamis Studio, that song after song were hitting the charts in Jamaica and um, the reggae markets throughout the world actually. And um, we found that in the 80s we amassed up to 75 songs on the top 100 charts played by us. It's really not until the uh, late 80s or so when you start to get the introduction of Poco Man uh, junk rhythm and, and that start to really foreground percussive lines over that old offbeat accent that I think reggae takes an even further step in away from its roots, but also arguably a step closer to its real roots, you know, in, in sort of Afro-Jamaican percussion practice, so that we go from reggae being about ding 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 to being more of a doo, doo, ksh, doo, doo. A lot of people will hear that as a, as actually hearkening back to even an earlier set of roots. For me, I, I, I can listen to it and hear a great deal of continuity, you know, while also appreciating how producers at any particular moment are trying to do a lot, trying to engage with tradition, trying to engage with the contemporary international sound, and trying to sort of imagine, you know, reggae as a modern and futuristic music, even as it's really, really grounded in, in some local Jamaican roots. Girls got your son. Why some of world of girls? Dancehall and reggae has coexisted well. Although in the beginning when Steel and Cleavy made the, the beat that is now known as dancehall in the Punani rhythm, that beat was so vastly different. We were still calling it reggae, but it is the public who um, came up with the name and coined it dancehall, maybe because of its popularity in the dancehall. The name wasn't really given by us, but I'm glad that it became a new genre of its own. Steele took ill in 2008. It seemed as if he was recovering, but relapsed. Someone rec recommended we go to New York, and um, in New York they discovered that he had suffered kidney failure. But in addition to that, unknown to us in Jamaica that he had a mass on his brain which might have been building up over time. We weren't aware of it. He was operated on and the operation was, was successful. I left him in New York. He developed pneumonia and relapsed and never recovered from that. So he passed away on September the 1st, 2009. You know, and um, it impacted on me to a point where I just couldn't work for another year. A year passed before I recorded again. And um, you know, out of respect to that also marked my minute of silence, which went for lasted for a year. might say you dance all today. You can look at it as new age mentor. <laughs> you know, but the, the journey continues. Quick rundown of this week's activities. So this week I interviewed Levi Roots, the celebrated Rasta businessman of reggae reggae source fame and also I conducted an interview with BBC Radio Nottingham. 
The interview will be up on the website on the Press and Media page, so log on to howjamaicaconquertheworld.com to listen to that. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, where we are facebook.com forward slash howjamaica. Also, we're on Twitter, where we are twitter.com forward slash howjamaica. You can follow me personally, where I am at Royfield. If you want to send me an email, you can send an email to info at howjamaicaconquertheworld.com. See you all next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.